Yo, 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 what is going on, guys? Scott here, aka Ginger Scott. Um, I promise I'll come up with a name for these podcasts by the next one, but for right now, it's just Ginger Scott Podcasts. Um, so today, gonna talk about my team, Michigan State. And their 16 to 13 debacle last weekend in Tempe, Arizona. Dry heat, 103 degrees at game time at Arizona State, their beautiful new facility. Amazing. Um, but shout out to Spartan Nation. Packed it strong. I heard that there was anywhere from 15 to 25,000. Spartans in attendance that's amazing so let's just jump right into the game shall we um well first starting out shout out to Arizona State for being a great host it was super hype before the game their blackout game had fireworks going on all over the field it's great um I think it really got well got them maybe a little too amped up um but I think you got both teams ready to play um, so that was good. Um, so we're just going to jump right into it then. Um, and here's just the sad truth. The offensive line looked terrific. I mean, I cannot count on one hand how many times I saw Brian having to scramble out of the pocket and make some miraculous throw, which he's capable of throwing because I believe he still is a Heisman candidate. Uh, He may have hurt his case over the last two weeks, though, given that for the first two games he's only thrown about 600 yards, three touchdowns, and uh, two picks along, along the way. But the talent alone from him says that he's a Heisman contender. We'll see if he can get his stats together and bring that to fruition towards the end of the season. But we still do not have a solid center. Um, We're still trying to find a replacement for Brian Allen. Tyler Higby, even in the first game, was atrocious. Um, You know, I believe Matt Allen stepped in there for a while. Um, He did not do that much better um the rest of the offensive line i mean it's just it's just a bad look um obviously everyone knows my predictions and what they were at the beginning of the season and how i thought michigan state i didn't think they could lose a game i thought there were definitely opportunities uh possibility for letdown games but I thought with the amount of returning starters and the amount of talent that we had that we could pull it off. I believe we could go undefeated, win the championship in Indy, get back to the playoffs, get to the national championship, and take home a national championship. Now, Obviously, the 
undefeated is out the out of the picture, obviously, since we lost. But hear me out on this. I still think there's an opportunity that we can get to the playoffs. But a lot has to change. And it has to start changing pretty fast because we start Big Ten play next Saturday in Bloomington. So, there's a lot we're going to have to change. Um, the offensive line has got to get reassured. And for God's sake, LJ Scott, this is your last year at Michigan State. How are you going to have 30 carries for 103 yards over two games? That should be a one-game stat line. That is for two games. I can't describe the frustration it is watching them get the ball every single time and hand it off to LJ, and we get three or four yards out of it every play. And we still just try to establish the run, so we keep going back to it. Which I'm fine with trying to establish the one. But at some point, when you got three three great three amazing wide receivers, it's without a doubt the best receiving core that I think this university has ever had. And we have a NFL ready quarterback. Has a chance to win a Heisman. Three great receivers. Great receivers, sorry. At some point, you gotta set them loose. I mean, so Brian's averaging about 300 yards a game right now through the first two games, which is good. But it needs to be more for us to win. Today's college football, everyone's got high powered, everyone's got up tempo offense. Everyone is trying to put 40-plus points up on the board, and that's just a fact. We're not going to score 40-plus points a game. And if we do get our stuff together and we reach where I think we can reach the college football playoff, and I forget who I have us playing in the playoff. I believe it's Clemson and Alabama. So let's just say that does come to fruition at the end of the season. And we play Clemson and Alabama. Both of them obviously have great defenses, right? But both of them can also score the ball. And they can go out there and drop any given Saturday. 40, 50, 60 points even. We are not going to be able to compete with that and or slow them down if we don't let Brian reach his potential and help these three amazing receivers reach their potential this year. If we keep trying to run the ball two out of three times every single drive to try to establish a run get LJ going 
there's no way we're going to do it. There is no way we are going to improve and reach what this team can achieve. LJ's had some nice plays this year. But then there's other times where he scratches for one yard, for two yards. He's a senior. He's a leader of this team. He's not a captain, but he is a leader of this team. He needs to pick it up. Without a question. Cody White, leading receiver right now. 14 receptions, 183 yards, two touchdowns. Great stat numbers. Felton, not too far behind him. I don't have his full stats right now, but he has made some big plays this season, without a doubt. He's probably made the biggest catches so far this season. Daryl Stewart, he just hasn't got that many looks. He has had quite a few big chunk plays. Um, from my perception of what I see in the game. Um, but I think if we took... Until LJ truly finds his stride, I believe we need to be throwing the ball two out of every three plays on a drive instead of running it two out of every three plays on a drive. Without a doubt. No, don't get me wrong. Connor Hayward has looked amazing the first two games. He's looked pretty good. And he's going to be a great addition next year. More than likely as the starter next year after LJ is gone. But shoot, the way he's playing right now, he's outplaying LJ right now. They might need to give a look at starting Connor over LJ. I don't think they will because... LJ's a senior and you know but I mean week one versus Utah State he had two touchdowns um, and the one that really sealed the game uh, before uh, Joe's amazing defensive play um, but yeah but the defenses look pretty good um you know, you hold a, a team that scored 40-plus points in week one. Uh, you hold them to 13 points in their house. Um, or, sorry, 16 points in their house. That's pretty good. The only problem is our offense wasn't let loose. So we only scored 13 points. It's really disappointing. That was a game that I think could have been a big statement bounce back win for us to get us back up towards the number 11, number 10 ranking. But I know the college football playoff committee. I know, sorry, the college football ranking committee. They probably, even if we did win that game, they'll say, oh, you struggled. You struggled versus an unranked team. So they probably maybe put us at 13, maybe 12. But they don't understand how tough it is to play in that arena. That was a really tough game. 
our offense wasn't let loose, and we lost on the last second field goal. A couple things go a little different, and we win that game. Maybe not a couple missed blocks by the offensive line and having to force Brian Lewerke to throw an off-balance ball. Gets tipped twice in the end zone and intercepted. Maybe we win that game. But we'll never know. So, going into our bye week, there's a lot that I think needs to be worked on. Um, definitely, first of all, everyone needs to get their minds right because the first two games, I don't know if everything's kind of just gone to our heads where we have all this hype around us and everyone wants us to succeed and get to this point because everyone knows the potential that we have. And I don't know if um, we're all kind of, I don't know. We need to, first off this week, refocus, rest up for a few days, but then get back out there. And you need to work with these offensive linemen on how to pick up a blitz or a pass rush to give Lewerke time. If you give Lewerke time, you saw what he can do last year when he threw back-to-back 400-yard games. You need to give him protection to let these three receivers do what they do best. That's plain and simple. Um, so we lost the game 16-13. to Last second field goal, as I said. Um, you know, a lot of people are blaming the coaching staff and Mark D'Antonio for calling a too conservative game. But that's how he's always been. And everyone knows that. But you know what? Every year we still always find a way. Besides 16, we kind of just fell off that year. We still always find a way to somehow win and win big games. That just wasn't the case on Saturday night. Besides the fact of the offensive line, a few other mistakes, a couple of interception, um... I don't know what else. That the defense is playing good. We held them to 16 points, but... Um, so, LJ went down in this game. Um, the big losses are punter, Hart Barger's out six to eight weeks. Um, but Rocky Lombardi, backup quarterback, is going to step in as punter as he did on Saturday night. So, so we'll see next week. They are at Indiana, a 7.30 start. We'll see if they can refocus within these next 10 days and get ready to play Indiana in the first Big Ten game of the season. It all starts now.
it all starts now. The Big Ten season is still all right ahead of us. It matters, really, that we lost this game, because every game's important. But, let's say we lost, lose that game. And let's say we win out. We go undefeated in the Big Ten. And we beat our only remaining non-conference. We win our only non-conference game remaining, which is Central Michigan, on September 29th. At home. So, if we went out the Big Ten, our first really big test is obviously Northwestern, which Northwestern I think we get first. Um, yes, we get Northwestern at home. That'll be a big test for us. But the first of the top four in the Big Ten East is at Penn State. If we win that game, I think that will carry us right into the Michigan game. Keep us rolling through Purdue and Maryland. And then it's Ohio State. That'll be the game for the division. That'll be the game to go to Indy. I guarantee it. Listen, I think that we refocus get together. Nebraska is a huge letdown game after the Ohio State game though. Whether you win or lose that game, you have to be careful of that game. I know my predictions, I had them being down by 10 at halftime. Uh, but the defense buckling down in the second half and shutting them down. But that is that's kind of looking ahead, but we have to look at Indiana right now, which just because the way that we are feel it's going to be a tight game. So, to refocus in, start Big Ten play out right, then come home and finish out our non-conference schedule. We'll look to finish that 2-1 and one, as we did last year with our only loss being to Notre Dame at home. And then fledge right into full-time Big Ten. Scheduling gets kicked off with Pretty much three straight, three straight really tough games. Lucky part for us though, two of those are at home. So that was today's podcast. Let me know what you guys think. Tweet me on Twitter at Scott Troop sixteen. Follow me on YouTube, Ginger Scott one. Make sure to keep watching. Make sure to hit the like and subscribe button on YouTube. And I will see you soon for podcast number three. Hopefully with a title. Alright. Thank you guys for listening.